Welcome everyone to episode 40 of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. This is Lent part two. And in today's episode, the guys talk about habit formation and Rick asks the question, what could we do as a family to optimize our growth during Lent? And Father Dave gives a great answer to that. So pay close attention to that. It's about halfway through the episode. So uh, another great one here, Casting the Net. Episode 40. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, I'm Father Dave, joined by my co-host Rick. Uh, Good to be back in the saddle with you. Good to be here. As we continue our conversation in this time of year that the church gives to us to be more intentional with choices that we make so we can be freed from certain impulses and desires and whims that can get the best of us, where we Mm. think that our value is based on something that we obtain or something we possess, when in fact God has given us value Mm. that is uh, beyond imagining. That's right. So with Lent... (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I just, that was, I, I, friends, for some reason, I blanked. Friends, I that was a mic drop moment yeah, early. Yeah, early. Just, early. Usually, we try to end the show that way. We'll be way. here all week. <laughs> See ya. It is just uh, a great example that we're both on the journey. Right. Um, wanting, really wanting to become... Um, wanting to become saints. That's the that's the ultimate goal of of Lent. And... We were speaking about some of the traditional practices of Lent, those three traditional practices being prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And I have been thinking about a comment that you made at the end of our last episode, and that was just concerning your family mm. and how the family itself, when the family is entering into Lent together, yeah, right? How the family itself provides accountability isn't a word that you would use with your kids. Right. But when I know that I'm not the only one doing this, mm-hmm. suddenly I'm more apt to do it. Yeah. And kids will, in their, their own mysterious way, um, unintentionally hold you accountable as well. Um, particularly, I mean, the, the, the thing that springs immediately to mind is the, uh, the phone, the smartphone. Uh, mm. My older kids are smart enough to know when daddy is spending too much time on his phone and they'll, they'll call me out, huh. um, which is, you know, a very humbling experience, but they're not wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the, that, that happens all the time. I mean, not all the time, but throughout the year, not just during Lent, but, sure. um, but no, I mean, there, there is a real sense in which, I mean, that, that's the point of church, right? A domestic church and the, the the global universal church. It's 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 iron sharpening iron. Yes, you know, we're in this together, um, united as one body with with Christ as our head, and and we do hold each other accountable and encourage one another and uh, correct one another when when need be. Um, I, I think if for some reason you know driving over here this evening, I, I thought of uh, an example from. Um, earlier in the year, you know, this, this ties in with, with what we talked about last time about the, the, the need to detach during Lent. Mm. 
and uh, just, you know, Charles Taylor's assessment of the culture we live in as a consumeristic mm. um, expression, in- of, expression of individualism. Yes. You know, there, there's a there's a clothing company that I that I'm rather fond of. You know, they they make good quality stuff. It, it's sharp. Um, I have several of their shirts, and you know, back in November, we we, we the, the Christmas catalog arrived at our house. You know, and I <laughs> I found it in the mailbox one day, and I, I brought it in with great relish, and, and was was leafing through the pages like you know, like I was a seven year old looking through a Toys R Us catalog. <laughs> I don't even know if they have Toys R Uses anymore, but you know that that's that that was that was what I looked like. And Christina came over and asked me, you know, what are, what are you doing? And then I said, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to get this shirt for Christmas and this shirt for Christmas and this shirt for Christmas. And she said, you know, I don't think she meant it in the way that I took it, but she said, you know, Rick, how many, how many shirts do you need? You know? And it would have been really easy for me to dismiss that as just Christina being crotchety. Yeah. But she's, she's not wrong. Like, right. I mean, right. How many, there are seven days a week. There are, you know, four or five weeks a month. I mean, I have more than enough clothes to get me through the month. Like, do I really need? Yeah another shirt. Right. And would buying another shirt or two be a grave sin? Would it break a commandment? No, probably not. But that's not what it's about. Again, hearkening back to our discussion last time, like it's about developing a pattern of behavior Yeah, and opting out of the culture that tells me my value comes, my self-worth comes from what I own. Yeah. We are always just, I mean, whether we, whether we know it or not, whether we reflect on it or not, we are always developing patterns of behavior because we're human and that's what yes. we do. Yes. You know, you're either developing a pattern of behavior of brushing your teeth twice a day or you're not. Yes. One's good and the other's not. Yes. You're yes. either you're either more more profoundly, more significantly, you're either developing a pattern of behavior of treating other people fairly or you're not. Yes. You know, one's good and the other's not. And that pattern of behavior we call a habit. Habit. Yeah, and when that and the habit good habits is, are virtues. Is, yeah, exactly. When and it's good, it's virtuous. The bad habits are vices. Right. So look at Lent this way. Let's pivot on that. Yeah, developing good habits or developing better habits, reinforcing good habits that are at play. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to to um, to be caught up in 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 the culture that defines value on what I have mm-hmm. and what I do. Yeah, not who I am. And something you said, I can't remember if it was last time or this time, but um, we do live in an age that it is, not only is it really easy to bracket out your faith uh, from the, from your day-to-day life right. and just, just leave it for Sunday, right? not only is it easy to do that, it, in some ways, life in this era demands it for the reasons that we that we detailed last time and a little bit now. I yeah. mean, in order to, 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 to be a part of a consumeristic culture, you have to leave aside anything that tells you, you know, your, your value doesn't lie in what you own. Yeah. Your value doesn't lie in what you buy. Yeah. Your value doesn't lie in what you're attached to, except for attachments to, you know, things of ultimate significance like God, you know, Christ, yeah. love, love of neighbor. Yeah. Um, forgiveness, forgiveness, mercy. Yeah, absolutely. Mercy. Yeah. Right on. And the church so knows this, so she gives us a particular season, a particular time for us to really focus in on this with the culture in which we live just relentlessly pounding us in a different mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And that's, we've said it before, um, 
I think that might be one of the things I appreciate most about the Catholic tradition is just how attuned it is to human nature and human experience. I mean, it knows that staying focused for 365 days a year is a tall ask, you know? (laughs) Uh, I mean, so, so of course we're supposed to be working on these things all year round, but it gives us seasons uh, during which we really direct our energies and our efforts toward something specific. Yeah. Um, in the case of Lent, it's uh, you know detachment for the sake of the sake of the kingdom. That's right. Yeah, and in all things in life, there are these in more intense moments that require uh, greater commitment, uh, greater attention, yeah, greater dedication. The recital is coming up, yep. and all of a sudden, I'm working a lot harder on my practicing. That's right. And so too in the spiritual disciplines for habit formation can't stress that enough. And I, I didn't understand that when I was, uh, at a younger age and, and, and maybe even as a young adult, I, I think I was somewhat superficial, um, well-intended, but superficial and underdeveloped with understanding that Lent was a clarion call for conversion. And that mm. means my heart and my mind. Yeah. And that's going to be evidenced in what acting differently. That's right. Speaking differently. That's right. So not a return to the way that it was wiping my brow, you know, <laughs> on Easter morning and saying, well, I let's, did it. Let's break open the chocolate now yeah, or, or, the, or the beer the or whatever. I, whatever right, I, right, 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 right. Everything I've saved. From. Yeah, exactly. So we want to do that. And imagine if we were communities of faith who did that. That could be the family unit, yeah. the domestic church, um, as well as um, other other communities of, uh, of friendships, the wider community of a parish. I mean, think about that. If we were to really take this to heart and have that kind of a transformation, a conversion take place through the commitment that we would make to one another to be detached from just one thing, one thing that's got a hold on us. Right. Can you think of, um, like if, if, if a family came to you and asked for advice, like what, what could we do as a family during Lent to make it, to optimize our our Lenten experience yeah. to optimize our, you know, our growth during Lent. What, yes. Can you think of anything you'd recommend? Yes. Something specific. Well, initially, I like to have, I like to have all roads converging. So if we mm. take the three themes, yeah, I'm praying. We as a family are going to pray every single day for this particular intention. Mm. There's going to be some measure of sacrifice that we as a family are going to be entering into related, related to that, um, that outcome that we desire, that intention that mm. we're lifting to the Lord with some kind of commensurate activity. So how might that look? Um, perhaps we are identifying a, a, a particular group of people who are in need, and we are going to not have dessert hmm. one night a week. And the money from that dessert is going to be put into the basket or the bottle or the container. At which time, when Lent ends, we're going to present that to that organization. Yeah. And we've been praying for that that group the whole time. That's a good one. Well, that's... Yeah, I, I didn't know you were going to ask me that, but that's that's where my <laughs> that's not bad for a 
shooting from the hip uh, answer. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, I've got a few years' experience. <laughs> That's <this>. right. <laughs> I better have something. <laughs> but I like when there is the the I use the word convergence. Yeah. Um, a focus where the themes are not they're not separate from one another or disconnected. Where I'm I'm praying in this direction and I'm fasting over here yeah. and I'm I'm offering alms whatever that may be over here. Yeah. But we're we're allowing that to all be focused so that the impact itself can be more significant. Yeah. I this this wasn't the Lenten season, but as a kid, I remember growing up uh I grew up in Wisconsin and the and the great quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Bart Starr. Mm, yeah. Super Bowl uh, winner. Of a, two times. Two times. No, I'm sorry. Th- yeah. I'm two sorry. times. <laughs> two times. Didn't mean Super. to blast. I, I wanted to correct you right away. Aaron Rodgers first, only has one. First never heard of him. That's Bart right. Starr. <laughs> He's in the dark somewhere right now. So Star Star had a he had a um it was um a charity that one of the charities that he sponsored was called uh, Rawhide Rawhide Boys Home or Boys Camp, and I think it was oh. for some some troubled youth. But I remember yeah. as a real young kid and being encouraged by my parents yeah. to collect money for that, they sold Christmas trees at hmm. the time. So it was a place where we went several years to get our – you go, you cut down your Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and the um, and, and Rawhide would – be able to um, uh, receive some proceeds from that. Yeah. And it was, it was Bart Starr's, one of his charities. And I remember being um, desirous to raise a little bit of money. Now I'm just a, I mean, a seven-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, nine-year-old kid. I don't know how many years in a row he went up to Rawhide, but I can remember the tin can, which probably had $9.24 in it, <laughs> handing it to someone there at Rawhide when we were going up to, to buy our, to, yeah. to get our Christmas trees. And um, the immense joy yeah. that I felt from my own sacrificing some pennies here and there yeah. to forego something that I otherwise wanted for a need that was greater than mine. Now, I don't remember necessarily praying for those boys. Yeah. I don't remember that. But right. I do remember the great joy is the even as I'm kind of reflecting on this memory right now. And and that's what what Lent is meant to do and is to help us to break free yes. from those things that just enslave us. Right? The thing that's so beautiful about that um that story is it, I think you know, I d I don't want to paint secular people with the same brush, but I, I think to the secular person he or she looks at that and says, "What what's nine dollars and twenty four cents yes. going to do?" Yes, yes. Like they, you know, they they would think in yes. terms of efficiency. Yes. But again, I mean, going back to what we've discussed about the purpose of Lent, and it's going to help and, somebody a little bit. But what it's really going to do is it's going to change you. It's going to, yes. you know, produce a more charitable person, and more charitable people in the world is what's going right. to change the world. Right. You know, if uh, we were all to take one facet that had the best of us right now, just something that is causing us uh, particular distress or consternation that gets the best of us that we're, we're not able to say no to what, you know, whatever that is when we, when we feel the desire to have it, the, the, the catalog or whatever, yeah. the shirt or whatever, whatever that might be, the, the, right. the, the candy, the 
whatever. Mm-hmm. And if we were to focus on that and become detached or at least more detached from that. So maybe it's not a, maybe it's not a complete freeing from that object or from that item. Yeah. But maybe now I'm not simply capitulating every single time. That's right. Yeah. I hear someone using language that in the past it would just um, be an invitation for me to use a certain kind of language that I know I really ought not to be doing, but I'm worried about what they're going to think if I don't Mm -hmm. fit in. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And act like them. But now I, now I'm, I'm not doing it as often. And over time, if I keep that habit up, why am I doing it at all? Yeah. You just you, you realize you don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, let's let's go full circle on that. That there's something else that I actually yeah. need most. That's right. <laughs> and I don't focus, want anything to get in the way of that. Yeah. Focus on the positivity of Lent rather than simply making it a negative. Completely. Like, like, you know, removing things from the picture. Right. Um, right. You know, filling the void with something, um, you know, something good and holy. Substantial. Substantial. Worthwhile. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what an opportunity we have. And with regards to um, the accountability comment earlier, I just wanted to share. People may not think about this as priests, but we're we're in the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the same struggle. Yeah. <laughs> None of us graduate from the struggle this side of heaven. No. We're in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so human, please, human don't, weakness is. Yeah, I mean, don't give us a pass as priests, but offer us encouragement and and uh, and help us with the accountability. And there's a group of pastors that. Um, I have been connecting with every single week via Zoom. Hmm. We're in four different states. Oh, good for you. And just really, really good men who want to become better priestly servants like I do. Yeah. And so we are effectively checking in with each other yeah. and how we're doing. For us, it's there's some prayer practices that we've committed to and there's some ascetical practices, so yeah. some doing without that right. we've committed to. Yeah. And then there's a fraternal connection that we, um, that we hold each other to that yeah. we're, that we're really making sure that we're connecting. Yeah. And it has really been wonderful, not so much feeling judged at all, but there's this, um, wanting to help my brothers yeah. and they're wanting to help me. Yeah. And that makes all the difference. Yes. Yeah. You know, having with uh, <clears throat> having associated with um, Dominican friars for a good chunk of my life, you know, I, I know that there there are real challenges to living in community, but there's some really great benefits too. And one of the big benefits is um, accountability, you know, yeah. fraternal correction yeah. and encouragement. And that's something that uh, diocesan priests um, don't have naturally built into their lives. And yeah. so, you know, good for you, good on you for, um, for seeking that out. That's a blind spot yeah. in our lifestyle, I believe for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I think back to my, uh, underwhelming athletic career, <laughs> <laughs> but the best instruction from the coaches, though that instruction was critical, yeah. it wasn't the negativity. It was their understanding that I was able to do something yeah. better than I was You're doing better it. than that. And that would help the team be yep. more successful. Yeah. Gosh, what if we were more like that? Yes. Right? In our daily living right. and elevating one another from the from the tar pit of of acquisition and possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the freedom of the living God. Yeah. It's the difference between being nice and loving. You know, the the nice person avoids conflict, avoids, yeah. you know, saying the, the 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 word that might sound that might be received, you know, 
in a resistant sort of way or, yes. or uh, you know, initially, you know, the, the person who receives it might, might find it offensive, but it's, it's meant to, it's meant to strengthen them. It's meant to, um, you know, it's, it's meant to, to build them up. Yeah. Uh, the person who's loving, the person who's speaking out of love understands that love is sometimes tough. Yes. You know? Yeah. You, you should try to do it, you know, you, in, in a, you should try to coat the arrow with honey, so to speak, but, uh, you know. Francis de Sales. That's, that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, love is being, being loving is different than being nice. Yeah, absolutely. Nice yeah. is a, is a um, cultural courtesy. Right. Where I'm just simply capitulating to saying what the other wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Right? It's about Harm, you. Harmony. Than it's, oh, completely and totally. It's about the other. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But do I care enough about the other to um, help the other elevate recognize they can do better. They're capable of more that God has made them for more, right? That they don't have to settle for mediocre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all too often it's a lessening of expectations yeah. that are met that cause the problems. Mm-hmm. And Lent is this great time for freedom, uh, to become more of who it is that we've been created to be. Mm-hmm. And so let's not pile on with all sorts of stuff, but let's focus, you know, kind of maybe even singularly. Yeah. What, what's, What's getting in the way of my loving and being loved? The fundamentals. The fundamentals. Let's get back to those. Blocking and tackling. <laughs> Bart Starr would be... Uh, Bart Starr. We'd be, be proud to hear that. <laughs> Vince Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> that Father Day is my kind of guy. <laughs> Not for the Bears fan, though. <laughs> He's he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We're so good. thanks for just spending time with us as you continue to do, friends. We're we're edified in knowing that there are some who who find our conversation worthwhile and enjoyable and helpful mm-hmm. and constructive. And we just give uh, God all glory and honor and praise for that. And we're cast in the net, friends. He's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest. Together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.